remember as a as a child um so there was this guy in my primary school that I found very very cute and everything yeah. so I wrote it in my diary yeah. and I remember the day my dad actually <laughs> the day you read it oh my god Welcome to season three of another episode, and um, today we're going to be talking about sex, especially when it comes to Christianity. You know everything about sexuality and how do we navigate that as Christians? Because I know a lot of the times, sometimes this is a topic that the church can be a bit silent on. So we're just here um, as Christian women to discuss about that. So we're just gonna start by introducing ourselves. And to you. Okay, my name is Timmy Dario. Um, you can go. Uh, my name is Amanda. And my name is Patience. My name is Deborah. Okay, yeah, I can start us off with the first point. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about is the fact that we are sexual beings. I think that's a great place to first to start this conversation. Is that we are sexual beings, and this might seem like obvious to us and to many people, but I. think that the church um and a lot of christian messages has made it you know all about getting rid of your sexuality so sexual Mm -hmm. purity is almost the same thing as not wanting sex at all and not thinking about sex um and almost like not being sexual and so i thought it was important for us to hammer the fact that you will never not be sexual (laughs) you will never not have sexual desires you will never not have sexual needs you will never not be a sexual being because god has intentionally and beautifully created all of us to be that way for us to have a sexuality um and i like i personally have spent a significant amount of my spiritual life trying to get rid of my sexuality mm-hmm. and that only led to guilt and condemnation because it wouldn't go away and if it doesn't go away what does that mean no oh, i'm a sinner oh i'm impure i'm unclean and that's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's toxic if anything so i talked to a lot of my christian friends who are female and they say oh i feel guilty because i was thinking about sex and that is completely normal or you talk to like um, someone and they say, oh, I was watching a movie and I saw some romantic scenes and I felt aroused by that. I'm, I'm a sinner. No, you're just having a normal, natural response to something that is exciting something in you that is naturally already there. Also, I talk to Christian guys and like they see a girl that they're attracted to. And then they're obviously they're attracted to her, and then they go back home and they oh God forgive me, I saw a girl today, I was attracted to her, I lost it, God forgive me, and it's like you didn't lust, you just you're just a human being who's attracted to another human being, like you are a man, you're attracted to a woman, that makes sense, <laughs> like that's normal and natural, and so we're not supposed to repress our sexuality. It doesn't just start when you get married. That's when it's just turn on. Mm. I have Christians like saying, why didn't God just? Take away our sexual desires until we get married and then put it back inside. And that's because God did not intend for your sexuality to be a burden. Exactly. They're supposed to be overcoming exactly. until you get married. Mm-hmm. He put it there intentionally for you to understand, for you to, to understand what it is, what it's there for, for you to celebrate it. And sexuality can actually be a way for you to understand more things about yourself. You know, things about your past, maybe things that you've heard, any trauma that you're going through, things about what you desire, your love language. It can be a way to understand other things about yourself. It's not something to overcome. It's something to understand. And then, yeah, and then and look forward to when you get into marriage and be hopeful about and be excited about. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think I think 
um especially when it comes to the area of marriage i think that is one lie that the enemy has fed us mm-hmm. um because we because of what you mentioned we yeah. think that in our singlehood we have to you know shut off this side of our brain mm-hmm. when it comes to sex yeah. and then all of a sudden in marriage like everything just like turn just turns yeah. on <laughs> and a lot of times you find out that when you do get married you you a lot of people tend to struggle in this area yeah. because they have demonized this so much yes. in their minds that when it actually comes to enjoying it, they're not it able comes. to enjoy it because mm-hmm. they have condemned it their whole life. Yeah. And that actually affects a lot of marriages because obviously, yeah. like, yes, sex is not everything, mm-hmm. but it's a huge part, part of, of intimacy marriage, yeah. when you do get married. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, you talk to, like, some Christian um, Christian women or, I guess, Christians in general, and then mm. you're like, oh, let's talk about sex. Like, ew, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that's what you hear when you're a child. Especially when you grow up, like, I don't know, in an African household. Mm-hmm. You, let's say, because I remember there was a time I was in church, and there was this little kid. He wasn't that little. Maybe he was, like, 11 or 12. And then we're just talking to him, getting to know him, and I was like, oh, that he has a girlfriend. I was like, oh, you have a girlfriend. So we're just talking and laughing. <laughs> and then his mom comes and is like, don't talk to him about that. Don't say that. Just, don't think about it. But, and I was like, he, he's people already telling him about hey. these things. Like, he's already... And it's, it's as a parent, like, what you would actually be helpful in doing is actually like giving him a safe space to talk about it and then telling him this is God's perspective it's a healthy view about it rather than Mm -hmm. don't think about it don't talk about it just turn it on when you get married Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work (laughs) it's not gonna work like that I remember as a as a child um so there was this guy in my primary school that I found very very cute and everything so I wrote to my diary (laughs) and I remember the day my dad actually The day you read it, oh my god! I got I got flogged that day, yeah. <laughs> and like just to think about like just how sometimes how innocent mm-hmm. that feeling can mm-hmm. be, but because mm-hmm. like they shun it so much, yeah. and I feel like it's even affecting kids today because mm-hmm. obviously they're seeing a lot of these things on social media, whether yeah. you like it or not, mm-hmm. they're consuming it. So you might as yeah. well teach them. From the godly perspective, instead yeah. of shutting it off completely, because yeah. it can have a negative effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For me, I would say it's a normal feeling, but it's just what you do with that feeling that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being a few is certain way. What do you do with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I think that's just the part where you go to God and tell Him, like, "This is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Guide me through it." Mm-hmm. Because obviously, mm-hmm. it's gonna. If this person that you're into you know, the feelings fade away. Someone mm-hmm. else is going to come again. Yeah. Because we live in this world. People are beautiful. If you're attracted to a guy and you like him and you like how he looks, you're just going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. God's creation really did that. What <laughs> 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 <But> it creates. <laughs> like, are you just going to stop admiring the things that God created yeah, because, yeah, you know, it yeah. arouses you? Like, no. And God mm-hmm. is going to be like, yeah, you know, I did make him that beautiful. Yeah. Good job for looking at him. To move on, it's yeah. time for you yeah. to refocus yeah. back on me. Yeah, because yeah. when we look at the story of David and how he managed not managed him being the authority figure, the mm-hmm. king, mm-hmm. and he killed a woman's husband mm-hmm. because he lusted after her. Mm-hmm. For a lot of pastors, they're gonna say, You know, why was the woman bathing naked on the roof? And mm-hmm. the other um, perspective is why was David continuously looking at her? Mm-hmm. She wasn't bathing for him. She mm-hmm. wasn't bathing. She was, bathing. She was <laughs> just bathing. She knew her husband was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. She was going to get dressed, go back down wherever, however their houses were made that yeah. day. And David was like, no, bring her to my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Kingdom. Bring them to my castle. Mm-hmm. Kill her husband in battle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you. And God was like, I'm going to kill your child mm-hmm. for that sin. Mm-hmm. That in a 
Was it really innocent? Because I mean, yeah, I guess polyamory was somewhat okay back then, but God was like, you did this sin where you denied a woman her continuous happy marriage, mm-hmm. got her pregnant, and because you are king, no one is going to deny you whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know? If you say you want me, okay, you're the king, what am I going to do? Say no. Mm-hmm. And God is like, for you holding that authority over her, mm-hmm. knowing that the husband was also going to go into battle because mm-hmm. you're the king, you tell me where to go, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. He had to be punished, mm-hmm. disciplined for that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, God, David acknowledged that he was wrong in mm-hmm. that scenario. Mm-hmm. And that could be applied to present-day situations where so many people, so many pastors or leaders or just everyday individuals, you know, they feel that because they have these urges, they're no longer able to control themselves. They yeah. have no mm-hmm. self-control. They just mm-hmm. go ahead and feel how they feel and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they hurt people in the process. Mm-hmm. The dating scene today is so, like, when you, well, for me, when I go on TikTok and I see how many people are complaining about, oh, mm-hmm. the man, you know, he did me dirty. I'm going to beat his his cheating girlfriend. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if communication was really important to you people, you would know that there is a better way to handle this situation. Mm -hmm. And if you knew that you actually value yourself, you value your feelings, you value your emotions, you know that you can be wronged doing these kind of um, relationships where Mm -hmm. there's no end goal. You know, Mm -hmm. marriage isn't the goal for you guys. Like, you date because you like the feelings. You Mm -hmm. date because you like the arousal. You date Mm -hmm. because you like the attraction. The end result isn't going to be good mm-hmm. it's not going to be in your favor mm-hmm. so you have to understand and be aware of where these sexual feelings lead you to mm-hmm. and even within the church you know they say i'm christian i'm gonna date another christian that other christian can also lead you into sin True. Mm-hmm. unfortunately like mm-hmm. you would say you know godly believers you know they want me to get to heaven no not all of them they profess god but they don't actually act like someone who believes in God. The devil will... Exactly. The Mm -hmm. devil will use godly people to lead you into Mm -hmm. sin and Mm -hmm. lead you straight to hell. Mm -hmm. So you really have to guard your feelings and know that what is going on internally is very special. It's very protected. God puts fornication as a sin, Mm -hmm. adultery as a sin for a reason. It's not because he hates the fact that you are sexual or he hates the fact that you enjoy seeing attractive people. It's because Mm -hmm. he knows where it leads. Mm -hmm. He knows the end result. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get your heart broken. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel, you know, used. You know, so Mm -hmm. many women, they say they feel damaged after leaving a relationship. They feel like, you know, they were ashamed. They feel that, um, oh, I I guess I wasn't enough for the person. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough to love them. And it's like, no darling it it wasn't that you weren't good enough it was that you chose someone that didn't have your best interest in their heart mm-hmm. they were thinking purely sexually mm-hmm. you were thinking most likely romantically platonically you were looking for a relationship they were just looking for the bed yeah both use that if you caught that you caught that (laughs) i just leave you like that yeah so another thing that i think that sexual sexual purity is not is that it's not virginity 
this is a big one because you have a lot of Christians, especially Christian women who virginity for women is like is like another part of your identity. It's another part of the prize that you have. Virginity is not purity. Um, vir- just because you have had a sexual experience in the past does not mean that you can never be pure. You're damaged forever. You're damaged mm-hmm. goods. There's no true. restoration mm-hmm. for you. There's nothing left for you. That's mm-hmm. not true. And I wrote down here that purity is two things. Purity first is a condition that we receive by the grace and forgiveness of God. It is the extension of God's purity to you. Where When God looks at you because of his grace and forgiveness, when you repent and confess, you are now seen as pure. And second of all, I believe that purity is the adoption of God's perspective on what sex is, which is intimate, pleasurable. It is rooted in, in emotional connection in marriage. When you receive that perspective and that is the way you think and you look forward to it and you're excited about it, that is what purity is. It is a state of the heart and of the mind, not a state of your physical being where you are a virgin. Because a lot of people say, oh, you're, you're, you're not a virgin anymore. Oh, you can't be sexual. You can't be pure again. You know, And that's not true. And that could be damaging at least to a lot of shame, a lot of struggle. And I've seen some of my friends go through this struggle where they feel like there's no hope for them again because they have done the deed. They have finished. Because Especially even for those who were even abused, where it was not intentional. They still have on the additional burden of thinking it's their fault and they are damaged forever. That's really toxic. And that's not something that I feel like sometimes some people still promote, but something that should definitely be done away with. Yeah, true. And I think also like in a lot of spaces um, where um, some people have been abused, especially um, when it comes to women, I think sometimes what we hear in the church is this... um, is this blame Mm -hmm. on the woman you know Mm -hmm. what were you doing Mm -hmm. what were you wearing Mm -hmm. etc etc and um yeah (laughs) yeah it's almost as if to blame the other person for the abuser's actions Mm -hmm. and just to clarify that for anyone who has been in that position like you are not responsible Mm -hmm. for another adult or another person's actions you mm-hmm. get what i mean mm-hmm. so um if anyone has told you in the that in the past we're really sorry but like know that you it's know not that's true. not god's heart mm-hmm. towards you mm-hmm. and yeah yeah 100 percent. like we're gonna talk later about i still want to stay on this point but we're gonna talk later about like women's sexuality specifically and how it's perceived both in the church and you know let's just go into it right now because i know you want yeah. to i don't i want to talk about that specifically about like media mm-hmm. and songs and how like okay. women are portrayed and how sex in general is portrayed and how to like be careful about it okay so um the part of media i would say generally that um we all need to like um, watch what we consume mm-hmm. Because media really portrays a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot that has been dished out. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, as people that have the spirit of God in our lives, like we really need to watch what we consume, mm-hmm. whether through music or movies, mm-hmm. pictures, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you know a certain movie is going to, if you know a certain movie is gonna have sexual scenes, avoid it. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. Avoid it because. It's not just, oh, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip. Sometimes you will not know when it will come. Mm-hmm. And just that particular scene that you've seen will stay in your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful with that because I know I'm a visual learner. If I see things, I remember. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm always careful with that. And for music, for the musical aspect, we might not know, but then what we actually listen to, what we open our minds to accept, really goes a long way. Yeah. Right? 
you can find yourself humming a song that you've listened to days ago or a song that you've heard somewhere or maybe playing on the TV. It might be lingering on your mind and then it took drop that message and then you don't know when you start acting out based on what you've consumed from the media mm-hmm. right so be careful of what you consume and also i've seen lately that's been since not even just lately mm-hmm. but it's more like it's so it's so much right now on the uh, on media right now the um sex um sexualizing um Sorry, sexualized content mm-hmm. on media is a lot mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I've seen videos, I've seen videos actually, of women um, being sexualized in like music videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They forget the, the men mm-hmm. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, men, women, just mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. They want women. If they don't have women in their videos, it's nothing. The video is not done. It's nothing. <laughs> it's not, like, it's nothing. So we really need to watch what we consume right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we need to even us as as we're you know making content mm-hmm. we need to be careful of what we're dishing out mm-hmm. yeah yeah i really want to emphasize like especially um what you said about a lot of sexual content and i feel like the specific danger about that is is the pornified view of yeah. women yeah. right so displaying women as like sexual objects for entertainment mm-hmm. or even sometimes like in movies they're portraying a sexual relationship that is actually toxic and then just seeing it as like oh this is good this is completely normal like i used to watch no i used to i still watch a lot of korean dramas right and especially like the old ones you just see the guy just push the girl on the floor i'm like oh my gosh this is so sexy and it's like actually this seems abusive this is like harassment (laughs) this is not healthy or you or they display like toxic patterns of relationship Mm -hmm. and consider that to be oh this is so nice i wish i have a man like this Mm -hmm. you actually don't want to have a man like that you do not because if if it were to actually happen to you in real life you would actually feel unsafe because Mm -hmm. this is an unsafe situation so yeah we need to be careful like what we consume making sure that we're not we're not corrupting our minds with the our minds with the world's view of sex mm. we need to actually and in contrast to that i would suggest like look up look for healthy books about sex and i'm gonna say or not it's not only just the christian ones mm. there are books about, from actually sex experts people who are dealing with sexual um unwanted sexual behaviors people mm. are dealing with um abuse or trauma or the variety of things when people actually study this both mm. christians and non-christians read up about sex sexual education is very important and i feel like the church has just reduced and the church cannot teach sexual education like they're not you know trained to do that or even meant to do everything mm. but at the same time I, th- I think that the church sometimes reduces sex to just don't fornicate period mm. and mm-hmm. it, there's much more conversations to be had exactly. about sex and what we need especially as we become parents and we're teaching our kids or even for ourselves we need to find comprehensive sexual education to teach you about your body a lot of women don't know about their own sexual their sexual body parts, their reproductive health. Mm-hmm. They don't know any of these things. Like they are not taught these things. So you need to learn about your body. You need to learn about sex. You need to learn about what healthy sex is supposed to look like. What sexual abusive patterns actually look like so you can recognize them in, in future relationships. God forbid nobody here will be in abusive relationships in Jesus' name. Amen. But we, we need to be educated enough to be able to understand it. Don't just run away from sex. Don't just say, Oh, they're talking about sex, you run. Listen to it from people who 
who have studied this, from people who are expert, people who you trust, and learn about it in a hopeful expectation from when you can actually enjoy it with your spouse. True. And if you want a good um, book recommendation that talks about sex, Open Songs of Solomon. <laughs> I know we never crack yeah, it open, yeah. but open that book open up. God wrote it for you. Yeah. It's there in the Bible for a reason. If yeah. you want a good place to start, yeah. start there. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. book because it actually celebrates sex, mm-hmm. both for the men and the women. This whole idea that men are more sexual. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Women are just more taught to repress their sexuality yeah. and feel more shame about it. We are just as sexual. We're meant to be excited and happy at the fact that we are sexual. And I love the Songs of Solomon for that. So- Songs of Solomon because it does exactly that. It celebrates it. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Let's quickly talk about modesty because I know we talked about this before. So let's get into it because this is another part of like the female sexuality, specifically in the church, that needs to be addressed. And I know Amanda said something about that. So why don't you go off? Go off about modesty. The modesty messages. Yeah, so I think um, in Christian spaces, a lot of times, one thing that I found difficult growing up was the fact that um, the messages around modesty were always framed around men. Mm-hmm. You know, dress in a way so that men around you will not be enticed. Mm-hmm. Dress in a way that, okay, if you're more curvy, you have to, you know, um, dress a bit more modest than people that are a bit slimmer. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually think about it, it's like, what kind of message does that yeah. actually yeah. send? Mm-hmm. For example, now, the whole curvy versus slim people, are you trying to say that slimmer people are less attractive? Mm-hmm. Which is simply not true so i think for me like learning modesty i had to throw away that mindset of oh i'm doing this for a man Mm -hmm. it's like no i'm i'm clothing my body to honor god do you get what i mean and i think sometimes in in the christian community we have to start we have to start holding men more responsible Mm -hmm. and stop this you know idea that it's we as women that have to control their sexual needs because they are adult they are individuals who have their own minds Mm -hmm. and you can't shape another person's mind for Mm -hmm. them they have Mm -hmm. to do that internal work absolutely yes we're not seeing dress indecently again dress according to what the holy spirit is convicting you of not what men are or what other people deem yeah. to see as modest yeah well <laughs> unfortunately i've actually been in conversations with especially like unfortunately women in the church who have literally told me to my face that women's bodies are just naturally dangerous and when <laughs> men look at their bodies they're going to sin and you have to help them not sin and that yeah. is wrong I'm telling you, this is this is what is being told. And women's bodies are made in the image of God. Yeah. God did not create sin. Like you know what I mean? God did not create mm-hmm. your body as something that is just a perpetual walking temptation yeah. as going to drag men to hell. <laughs> that is not how to see your bodies. Women, come on. That's not how we see our bodies. Our bodies are made in the image of God. They're, yeah, beautiful. they're beautiful. And of course, there'll be men who are attracted to you. That's good. Like, it's okay for men to be attracted to you. And for the men, too, it's okay to be attracted to a woman. But obviously, if it's leading into lust, into an unhealthy desire, then that's your responsibility to go to God and ask him to purify your heart. Look into the depths of that. Where is that coming from? Maybe Mm -hmm. I've had a history of porn use. Mm -hmm. And that's feeding my mind to the way I look at women has become toxic Mm -hmm. and corrupted. Then you need to deal with that porn use. Or maybe you've heard messages from other men. Oh, look at that woman. Look at her this. Look at her that. And you're not seeing women in that way. Mm -hmm. That's something you need to deal with. And for women, how we view our bodies, how we view our sexuality is also, like you said, something we used to honor God. Mm -hmm. It's not because if you're going to do that mental cycle of how is my body like this? I don't want men to look at this. Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to hurt yourself. You're just going to hurt yourself. I want to say something. Yes, please. Some people say, oh, be comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. And they use that phrase to 
you know expose their bodies mm. so like comfortable in my skin mm-hmm. they show their cleavage mm-hmm. i'm comfortable in my skin they mm-hmm. wear like mm-hmm. revealing clothes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, like you don't yeah. have to be comfortable in your skin to like reveal mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. your and skin really... can be glowing and you're still comfortable <laughs> in your skin, right <laughs> <laughs> the weather might be good and you're still comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. you don't use all these popular phrases just to yeah. so no good to excuse mm-hmm. your exactly your, yeah yeah, like, you mm-hmm. need to actually look, first of all, your intentions. Like, being comfortable in your skin is absolutely important because you don't want to be uncomfortable in your skin and have mm-hmm. insecurities. But at the same time, like, let's go before God and actually ask him, like, b- bear out my heart before me. You know what I mean? And that's something that really happens, like, to a Christian. I mean, you can't go to someone who's not a Christian and be like, go to God and ask him, like, what can you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? But for you as a Christian, right, be comfortable in your own skin. Be bold, you know, about your body and love your body and dress to, to like, you know, just for your body type and all these other things like know your style etc but go before god and ask him okay why am i actually doing this like am i actually practicing like sexual modesty for example being Mm -hmm. modest about the sexual appeal that i naturally have right am i actually being like using stewarding over it well rather than like using it maybe for attention or using it for the wrong reasons whatever those reasons might be right so that's that would that's my perspective on that Mm -hmm. any last any last words before we have to round up no i think I think we've we've yeah. covered most of it. But if you guys yeah. have any questions, feel free to ask. Yeah, in the comments. That's true. We haven't yeah. even said that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you have any questions, like drop it in the comments. And as always, like make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share, make sure you share with everybody that you know, and stay tuned for you know the next episode or the next season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. We love you. Bye.